0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with a Z. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms all around the world. Also, come check us out on the Facebook page, Out of Bounds. Today, uh, it's been a crazy week. Today, Mr. Sean Lawler is back, and we are here to break down all the news going on in the world of sports, or at least most of the news going on in the world of sports. Uh, Sean, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, not too bad. Just enjoying some college football. How about yourself?
0: I'm not watching college football until my Ohio, my Ohio State Buckeyes come on the field. So until then, I'll just read about the upsets online. How am I doing today? Oh, that's not a good question. We don't want to get into that. Uh, before we get into the news, I want to apologize. We had some technical difficulties, and we weren't able to get last week's pod up. Uh, our good friend Pablo, who was on the pod, Pablo, we're going to have you on very soon. But uh, getting to the news of the day and really the news of the week, COVID-19, oh man, this sucks. Uh, (laughs) News broke today that Patriots quarterback Cam Newton, which still feels weird to say, did test positive for COVID-19 last night, Friday night. And since then, the New England Patriots, they were supposed to, of course, play the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday at 425, the marquee game of the day. And that is not happening now. Uh, Contingency plans look to be that maybe they'll try and play Monday, or even Tuesday. The Patriots do have a Zoom team meeting scheduled for 7 o'clock tonight, according to reporters. Also, Chiefs quarterback Jordan, is it Tao Mau? I'm sorry, I'm not really sure how to say it. He is on the practice squad. He also tested positive for COVID-19 uh, in a weird way of how 2020 in the universe works. He was actually pretending to be Cam Newton for the game plan. So, uh before i start crying uncontrollably sean please take this give me your thoughts i mean what did you think when you saw the news what do you think just in general
1: it's it's expected with what's going on and the way things are being handled um i'm hoping the doctors are doing the best they can to keep these guys safe while they're dealing with covid19 it can be you know, people keep talking about how it's easy for younger people to deal with it. Yes, that is true, but it can also be harder. And we found that it's very hard on African-Americans. I was reading an article about African-Canadians being more susceptible to it. Um, and a lot of times it has to do with socioeconomics in where they live and different things like that. But I just hope everybody's safe. And it's weird that the leagues that played in a bubble did much better.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you, the whole bubble thing. We'll get into that. My first thought when I saw the news was I, he just did an interview the other day and they asked him about his family. You know, were they in town? and He goes, no, this is a business trip. You know, like he's all serious. He's all business. He's not worried about all that. And I'm like, well, you know, that's a guy who's trying to get things, you know, in a straight line and priorities and things of that sort. And then 24 hours later, he gets COVID and you're just kind of like geez oh man you know like what what now so like you said I mean obviously um not only African Americans but the Hispanic community has also been hit hard by COVID yeah. and like you said a lot of that has to do more with the socioeconomic part of it Cam Newton isn't necessarily in that demographic but it also doesn't mean that he's not affected um as we know like Von Miller got it in the offseason there was a few other players coaches things of that sort I mean my first thought whenever I saw the news was just like wow i mean not that any player who's gotten covid or been on the covid restricted list so far hasn't like mattered but this is like wait a minute this is this is a big name it, it was kind of like when von miller got it in the offseason was like wait von miller like damn that's you know that's serious stuff and to see his name pop up it was just it's so frustrating um ian Rappaport tweeted about 25 minutes ago that right now both facilities of the chiefs and the patriots are closed contact tracing is going on to determine who was close to both quarterbacks cam newton and jordan talamu so i mean that's the first step like you said the doctors and everything are going to do the protocols and things of that sort we had a pod a couple months ago and we talked about if the nfl could or should do a bubble or were even able to I think basically we decided that while it made sense, it was going to be much harder because it's really hard to quarantine these large teams for that period of time. I mean, the NBA has talked about even with half their league there, that it was mentally draining for a lot of these teams and for a lot of these players of the same thing and not being able to go anywhere and not being able to see their families. Once you talk about a, an NFL team with almost 70 players on it, including What's the average staff? 20-something coaches, maybe upwards of 30 and everything else. I mean, that's a lot of people in a lot of, you know, a small space,
1: relatively I've heard, speaking. Yeah, I've heard thousands of members on, like, a, a fully staffed team, personally. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, and, and then you're talking about, I mean, they're going to have to trim staff, and they're going to have to decide where to do it. I mean, there was talks of Texas because uh, Cowboy Stadium has, you know, a big sprawl multiple stadiums for practice and things of that. But it... it The football one never really made a whole lot of sense just because there was nowhere to do it unless you're just going to build a complex in like Montana or Wyoming. (laughs) But that wasn't going to (sighs) happen. Like we said, obviously the the game is delayed for right now. It's at the earliest going to be played probably Tuesday. Uh, Some reports from players that were interviewed are like, we really don't think it's going to happen Monday because as of right now, all Patriots players' tests have come back negative. But as we saw with the Tennessee Titans, that doesn't necessarily mean that players are out of the clear. Um, We can move on to them for the moment. Tennessee, after playing the Minnesota Vikings had an outbreak of COVID. One of their players actually tested, I believe it was the Friday before the game. Everybody else tested negative and they went ahead and traveled and played since then. Eight players have tested positive along with eight staff members. Their game against Pittsburgh this week is canceled and been rescheduled. So With the Cam Newton news today, it's obviously not new, the league dealing with COVID. What's your thoughts on the Tennessee situation? It was just kind of one of those things when it was happening, and every day I'm waking up, and it's like, well, two more positives, three more positives. And you're like,
1: geez, oh, man, like what is going on? Well, it's basically the science of COVID is showing right now where, yeah, they tested him, kept that player back, sent the rest of the team, and now a bunch of Titans are testing positive. And I've been hearing news that the Vikings facilities are closed, and that game might be affected because.
0: Hold on, let me interrupt you. As of right now, no Vikings have tested positive since the initial testing. So whatever's happened, it does not seem to affect the Vikings. That game, as of right now, will go on.
1: Yeah, so, but what if somebody tests positive at midnight tonight on that team? Like, <sighs> I mean, are they going to pull a Titans where they're just going to pull back that player? Because as we saw, you have to pull the whole team. Like, you can't just pull one guy back because now yeah. eight Titans are positive. Plus, yeah. So that's the science proving itself right then and there
0: no I agree with you I mean that's this has been talked about we talked about it in the NFL group that we're in shout outs to the ringer NFL group if anybody's listening uh, I mean we talked about it months ago and I was called kind of a Debbie Downer and you know it's like oh this is you know this is gonna happen they'll just have to deal with it same as a soft tissue injury or whatever and you know the argument is if I tear my ACL the guy next to me doesn't have knee pain. So if somebody's testing positive or somebody is sick like this, then it absolutely can affect the whole team and it's not the same. Some people are already saying, Oh, the Patriots are working the league to get it delayed so they can get Cam back. I could I could care less about that. If Brian Hoyer is the starter, which right now it's looking like he's going to be the starter, you know, for the time being until Cam, you know, comes off the list or whatever. I, I don't care. This is bigger than football. This is bigger than, you know, seating and and things of that sort so it you know that part is kind of like all right guys can we take this semi-seriously you know kind of seriously uh it's it, it's just so frustrating because these guys aside from everything else aside from the entertainment they provide us and the money that they're winning on gambling uh congratulations to our, our good buddy caleb who's uh raking in the dough this season it, these 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 are human beings. These guys have families. They have loved ones. Um, the Patriots had, I think it was a league high, eight players, I think it was, uh, opt out. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a team that and, – and not that other teams didn't take it seriously, but players had to make their own decisions on if they were going to opt out because there were these chances. I haven't seen all the names of the players for Tennessee. The the biggest name that I saw was wide receiver Adam Humphreys, who, of course, they signed to a, a free agent deal last year. That's the biggest name I've seen. But somebody brought up the point. And then this obviously happened with Cam Newton. It's like, what happens? Like, you know, your quarterback, you know, your star D end. You know, if the Dallas Cowboys, if all of a sudden Ezekiel Elliott gets it again because he had it in the offseason or if Dak Prescott gets it, like, This throws a wrench into everything. You know, if if Josh Allen gets it or Tredavious White for your team, you know, for Buffalo gets it. Yeah, it's a big deal. And and the league, I don't want to beat up on the NFL every time we have a pod, even though it's easy. But we were critical of them back in April. We weren't sure the draft was going to happen. We were very impressed with the way they did it. And then they just kind of took a victory lap and didn't seem to really be proactive in what they were going to do. Um, They were more worried about celebrating how awesome the CBA was instead of thinking like, hey, what do we do if there is an outbreak? And while they do have restrictions and the contact tracing and things of that, it seems like for a multi-billion dollar league that they could have put some more, I don't know, initiative into everything. Uh, I will take something from baseball. Baseball knew that traveling cross country and things of that sort opened you up to more susceptibility because we still don't know everything. So if you like, your favorite team is the Toronto Blue Jays by the hat in your profile picture. And we've talked about it. They played in Buffalo, but they play in the AL East. They only played teams in the AL East and the NL East. They did not travel to other divisions. They literally stayed on the East coast the whole time. I know that's harder for football, but it just seems that it just seems that the NFL should have been more proactive. If you have to lose a few hundred million dollars this year, to make things safer or make things smarter then this was the year to do it and not to penny pinch and not to play it safe. Um, What do you think?
1: Well, what are they doing with the billions of dollars of profit they've been making year over year over year over year? Like, they can afford this pandemic. Like, while you were talking, I was thinking you could basically, you go AFC East, so you have your four teams, and they're – besides miami they're within driving distance so they can each camp out at their facilities and then just drive or fly directly from the facilities to each other's facilities for games so you have a three-week schedule or four-week schedule a break so they can see their family or something i don't know but yeah it is hard with the family Uh but there is a way to bubble the teams to be able to do it if you wanted to do it in chunks you would have had to start earlier and i think we all remember the nfl being asked a week before training camp was supposed to start hey what's the plan <laughs> and they were like oh yeah we have a season starting soon <laughs> it's like yeah next week yeah
0: I- Again, if you've listened to the pod from the beginning or for a while, you can hear all of us, whether it's Marcus or Caleb or Trey or myself, shitting on the NFL for decisions and the short-sightedness that they've had in different things. And this just adds to the list. Again, I don't know how Cam Newton got it. I don't know. As of right now, no other Patriots players have tested positive, and I haven't seen any reports that any other Chiefs players have tested positive, which is always a good thing. We want these guys to be healthy. We want them to continue their careers because we still don't know enough about it. There was a study by Ohio State that talked about four players who had it over the spring were having problems with uh, endocarditis, which is, you know, with the heart. So, again, it's not something to mess around with. And, and I hope that all these players and staffers who are getting it are able to recover quickly and aside from their football careers, just be able to, you know, continue. Um, speaking of being able to, t- to continue – You talked about the bubbles earlier, and I would be remiss, since we don't do a lot of talk about this, of congratulating the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Last year, they were knocked out as the best team in hockey. They were beaten in the first round, and it was not pretty. They were were, uh, rightfully ostracized and made fun of for a whole season, much like the Virginia men's basketball team. And the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning actually wore... Uh, men's Virginia hat throughout the playoffs because if you don't remember Virginia came back after that and then won the title the next year after being the first 16 seed or the first number one seed to be knocked off by a 16 seed so congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning but I bring that up because again you were talking about a bubble and how it's worked for the sports who've done it and the NHL once they went to your homeland of Canada and put everybody in a bubble, conducted, I believe the number was 30,000 tests, and I will give you a guess as to how many positives they had.
1: They had none that I can recall.
0: They had zero. I mean, (laughs) I know the NHL is like the bastard stepchild of North American sports. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, like, congrats to you and your fellow Canucks. Uh, I mean obviously not all the players are Canadian, but they made a decision and they put everybody there and it worked out. I mean, they had a, a playoffs. Everybody you know was able to play. I mean, obviously there's injuries, things that are going to happen, but they made a decision and they, they were successful. I mean, they finished their season, which was great. And like you said, it's just another way to show that there's ways to think about this. I mean, they literally have players from all around the world. They have teams in two different countries and they were just like, listen, we're going here, we're going to do it, come or don't, and we're going to get this shit done. And they got it done. So as as the resident Canadian here, do you have anything to say for your NHL? Uh,
1: w- we still hate Gary Bettman, um, <laughs> but he did well this year. Like, he made... Edmonton and Toronto were the two hosts and everything seemed to go well there because the facilities are immaculate so basically they housed in hotels right next that were attached to the arenas and then they had their workout areas and everything like that and it took a long time with games but you had like all day games like the NBA and they did well like uh, yeah it's hilarious that Tampa Bay has two Stanley Cups in their first 28 years and the Leafs haven't had a Stanley Cup since the s- 1967, I believe.
0: Nobody yeah. cares about Canadian hockey teams, Sean. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. No, I, I I, just wanted to say, like, seriously, that the NHL did a fantastic job. And, and like all these leagues, they had hard decisions to make. And they stepped up, they made a decision. They said, this is what we're going to do. And they did it. And it ended up working out really, really well for them. So kudos to the NHL. I have Sweet, a quick tangent Bedman? for you. Uh, please, come so on, I'm all about
1: tangents So regarding Batman, There's a movie in Can- in Canada That came out from Quebec and Ontario It's called Good Cop Bon Cop Which is <laughs> okay. uh, French for Good Cop, it's Good Cop, Good Cop <laughs> 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 or Was it Bon Cop? No, yeah, Bon Cop Bad Cop, or I can't, anyways They have the uh, It's about hockey players Like getting murdered and st- like different things oh Tied into the NHL <laughs> and they made the commissioner harry butman and he's like a short person oh, <laughs> he's like man. it's hilarious
0: that's fantastic that is fantastic uh you canadians you and your witty sense of humor and your maple syrup god love you yeah,
1: yeah it's bon cop bad cop oh man
0: did the wife do some some uh, searching for you? She figured that out for you?
1: <laughs> no, no, I just remembered oh, okay. it because it's good cop, bad cop, but it's the BB because of French and English. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, speaking of bubbles, before we go, because obviously we're going to get into the NFL and talk about the big picture stuff, but the NBA Finals are going on, or are they, Sean? Are they really? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> the the Los Angeles Lakers behind Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and yes, I put them in that order for a reason, are <laughs> are beating the Miami Heat at this point, two nothing in the series. Obviously, that's being played in the bubble in Orlando. The Miami Heat have been, I mean, their run to the finals was definitely impressive. They beat some really good teams. They were relatively healthy through most of it, although Bam they get a little banged up, I think, at the end of the Celtics series, but. They have not had the same luck since game one against the Lakers. Bam Adebayo got hurt. Goran Dragic got hurt. Tyler Hero has played well, but nothing like he played in the Celtics series. And apparently the Los Angeles Lakers are the greatest three-point shooting team since the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's it's Um, insane what they're doing. I mean, Rajon Rondo, who is almost my age, is out there, you know, hitting threes from, I don't know epcot or something it's it's ridiculous the way they're shooting you're the you're the big basketball fan on the pod today so give me your thoughts on the series so far and and not only your thoughts on the series but is there any chance miami can make this a series
1: bam has to come back for them to make it a series he will
0: be back game three they okay, we'll yeah. be back game three, and maybe Drogic too.
1: Oh no, Drogic, No, if he actually tore his plantar fascia, he's done. Like there's no way. Like, no,
0: they've, they've said that. They said that other players who have had this same injury have been able to play. Now he's not going to be as effective as he's been. But no, he, can he won't in play.
1: He will not be able to plant the foot that he tore it on, because uh-huh. that's that's stretching it. Like. Anyways, but yeah, he, he'll he be limited. But yeah, Rajon Rondo, like, I remember back in the Bill Simmons, like, 2009, 2008 days where that he kept talking about Rajon Rondo, like, couldn't shoot, period. He was a defensive passing point guard. And he's like, he can, he does layups, like, he can't shoot, period. <laughs> and now he's just a dead eye from downtown. <laughs> I was like, what did this happen?
0: The bubble has been very good to Rajon Rondo's uh, image. He is he is, <laughs> is
1: that why he was late? He like left and he's like, I gotta go get hypnotized <laughs> into a, being a three-point shooter. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't want to spread conspiracy theories, but he injured his hand and had to have surgery maybe he cut off Steph Curry's hand and put it on there i haven't seen any pictures of Steph Curry so yeah, maybe like i'm to out see of line Where's Steph I've, Curry at <laughs> i haven't seen Steph Curry's right hand and Rajon Rondo's hand in the same place in a long time so maybe there's something to that
1: uh, same but saying
0: i'm not I'm, I'm not saying i'm just saying it, it oh man i mean it's it's really insane they, the lakers i thought Denver was going to give them a, a bigger push and they ended up having some problems with injuries too and just not competing. I think two seven-game series obviously wore them out, and they just didn't have enough to compete. I think both of us picked Boston to beat Miami in six, maybe. I know I did, so...
1: I took them in seven.
0: Okay, so spank me for that one. I lost that bet. So did you. <laughs> but I, I thought this series would be a little bit more competitive. The, the scary part is is LA didn't seem to close them out last night. They, they seemed to, to let them hang around, whether it was foul shots or just certain times, you know, guys would on you know the lakers offense looked really efficient and then sometimes it just seemed that they were i don't know they kind of went into a prevent offense like prevent defenses in football where they weren't trying to spread that lead out bigger like it got really big and then the heat would go on a little mini run and keep it within like 11 or 12 which is crazy to say because i'm almost 40 years old and i remember when like a 12 point lead in the second half was a huge deal now it's a matter of two minutes and a couple three-pointers and the lead is gone so i I, I think the Lakers are just going to I think they're going to sweep them in all honesty.
1: Yeah, I I said on I've said Heat and Six or I Lakers and Six, but hmm. yeah, it could get a little ugly. Duncan Robinson hasn't shown up and that's a huge thing. Like you said, basically a 12-point lead could be detrimental and that was I basically had to watch the game last night the whole way through because of the Lakers' lack of defense in the fourth quarter. And letting yep. them get back in it. And I was like, I want to check out Louisiana Tech BYU. Like, BYU's putting <laughs> up a ton of points here. I want to check it out. <laughs> oh. But I kept having to watch the Lakers heat because the Lakers just wouldn't put the pedal to the metal. They wouldn't basically be the Warriors and just absolutely curb
0: stomp you exactly and that's that's something that the Lakers haven't really shown much in this postseason and I don't know if it's trying to pace themselves or whatever but like you said they're definitely not that Warriors team whether it was the 73 win Warriors team or the Warriors teams with Kevin Durant but you know when they're up 12 and then they go on like a 12 to 3 run and then it goes up to 25 they haven't done that in the first two games really so again I mean they're winning so I don't want to be like the asshole. It's like, oh, they need to win better. But they just don't have that. I don't know. They don't have that, that killer instinct as that they've had to show right now. But the Miami Heat haven't really made them put it out there either. Like you said, Duncan Robinson isn't shooting that well. And, you know, Jimmy Butler's been really good and really effective. But he's not a guy who's going to explode for 50 like a Jamal Murray. Or he's not going to be a yoke that you could put up like a 38 and 19 or something. Like, he's really good. I really like Jimmy Butler. But... He's just not that guy. And with Bam Hurt and and Drogic Hurt, it's just, it's futile. But this is also one of those things where a team can grow from this. To have some of those young guys, they're going to have some cap space. They're going to have a chance to really recharge. And if they don't pull this out this year, they're set up really well for the future. I really like Miami's future because this is learning experience too. We just talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning getting knocked out. We just talked about Virginia, you know, getting beat from a 16-1 The Miami Heat are playing with house money. They were not supposed to be here. So everything that they're getting now is experience. It's playoff experience. It's experience against, you know, two top flight players in Davis and LeBron. So... I don't think there's anything bad that can happen to Miami coming out of this. They're not embarrassing themselves. Even if they get swept, it's not like they're rolling over. It's just, I don't know. It, I thought this would be a more competitive series. And unfortunately the injuries and, and just superior talent, I think they're, they're not able to get over the hump and beat the Lakers so far. Uh, any other final thoughts on that?
1: No, it's yeah. I'm interested to see if Jimmy Butler can put it all together. Um, I saw on Facebook on, I think it was the overstated NBA group somebody put a video where they put Jamie Butler's face over Jon Snow's in the Battle of the Bastards where he basically <laughs> takes on the whole army so it's like no bam and no Drogich and he just like pulls out his sword as like an onslaught comes at him <laughs> I've absolutely
0: actually never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones but I know exactly the uh, picture or meme you're talking about so yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like yep I know what you're talking about even though I don't know what you're talking about uh. <laughs> uh let's see let's get into a few more things here um I, I, i'm i gonna say something on a personal note this one crushed me baseball playoffs are going on which is always fun even though my seattle mariners did not make it which absolutely sucked uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are, I know you said you're a Blue Jays fan. How mad is everybody going to how mad is everybody going to be if the Astros win the 2020 World Series? I mean, like if you're a baseball fan, how pissed are you going to be if the Astros with everything that came out in the offseason with them not being able to go around the country and get mercilessly booed by every single stadium and they somehow win the damn title? How mad do you think us old baseball fans will be?
1: It's 2020. right. That, that's that's like you basically have to come to grips with it mm-hmm. and be overjoyed when it does. If it doesn't happen, because that's perfectly 2020. Exactly the point they couldn't get booed. Like the the Astros games were gonna be sellouts all over, just in fans wanting to boo the Astros. Yeah. So the fact that they d- got to get through this without getting booed, and then they did they sweep the Twins 2-0.
0: I believe they did. Yeah. Yeah. But for anybody who hasn't paid attention but the playoffs with the expanded playoffs they make it three game series so it's really the first two wins so yeah they did they beat the twins and that's
1: yeah, and toronto lost 0-2 to the rays who are actually really good yeah, uh, yeah well, we had a cup of coffee in the playoffs but yeah if the astros get through who do i don't know who they play next i don't know if they're gonna get all the way through, but if they do, like, yeah, that's just 2020.
0: You don't know. You don't know who the Astros play next. They play the Oakland Athletics.
1: Oh yeah, okay. And then, and so, then it's the Yankees are playing the Rays. Uh, the the Rays, yeah. Yeah. So two,
0: the the four teams left in the American League are division rivals, and they're playing each other. Yeah. So. so-
1: We'll see. I don't. But yeah, it's, it's in California. It's in Oakland. Yeah. Like I, I think some Raiders fans might try and sneak in the stadium. Who knows? Uh,
0: I don't think they care about baseball that much in Oakland. They, 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 they drive to Vegas and sneak into a Raiders practice before they snuck in to an <laughs> Athletics playoff game. Uh, before, before we move off baseball, I agree with you. It's, it's just. Uh, if the Astros won, it would, it would definitely be the most 2020 thing. And it would just give baseball fans more reason to boo them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and next just whenever, we'll whenever worst. we go
0: next year, it'll, or five years from now, whenever we're allowed back doing nice things, then, uh, we'll, they'll get booed then before Isn't we move this on. a
1: major league, like just master plan to sell out like all these uh, stadiums next year like and they're like we'll make the astros even more hated <laughs> and we're going to sell so many tickets
0: the astros schedule changes to where they literally have to go play in every other major league ballpark.
1: games. that's your punishment we can't take away the trophy so no more home games
0: you get 14 home games in the hottest days of the year <laughs> you only get a week's notice and then the rest of the time you're on the road <laughs> um speaking of baseball one of i won't say one of my favorite players because he pitched before i was old enough to watch baseball before i was born but bob gibson just passed away and if you don't know anything about bob gibson um, man that's a shame he was 84 years old he announced uh, last july in 2019 that he had pancreatic cancer bob gibson is in the running for maybe the greatest pitcher of all time or at least modern pitcher (laughs) if you are a baseball fan at all just go read anything about bob gibson he was incredible I want to read you his stats from the 1968 season. This was the quote unquote year of the pitcher. Gibson went 22 and 9 with a 1.12 ERA and 13 shutouts. He completed 28 of his 34 starts, which is just insane to think about. Because of that dominance, Major League Baseball actually dropped the pitcher's mound from 15 inches high to 10 inches because of Bob Gibson. He was literally the reason they they dropped because he was so dominant. He was later asked about what he thought of that, and he said, "I was pissed." So before the Michael Jordan, and I took it personally. There was the Bob Gibson. I was pissed. So <laughs> uh, his his career numbers. I have to man. I have to read these to you. He finished 251 and 174. He was only the second pitcher to reach 3,000 total strikeouts. He was amazing. He was a nine-time Gold Glove winner, a nine-time All-Star, and a two-time Cy Young champion. He, just incredible. I always remember one of the first pitchers I ever heard about was Bob Gibson. As a baseball fan, I've talked about on the pod. It was always like, if there was a guy who was going to hit you, it was Bob Gibson. You didn't crowd the plate. That was his plate. Back the fuck off. (laughs) And he was not afraid of anybody and he didn't necessarily throw as hard as Sandy Koufax, but man, Oh man, he was nastier. Sandy seemed like a pretty nice guy. Bob was just, that was his plate and you weren't going to do anything about it. I mean, think of that a 1.12 ERA. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. (sighs) So that's my baseball thing. You're welcome. Trey, when you listen to the pod, I know you love baseball. So that one's for you, buddy. Uh, All right, let's get into week four. We missed week three. We lost our pod. That's all right. We're back and better than ever. So we're going to go through the games real quick, some quick hit thoughts, and then you and I are going to pick our favorite games of the week. Oh, man. I guess we should talk about this Denver Jets game real quick, shouldn't we?
1: If you feel like it.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we do have Denver fans and Jet fans, I'm sure, so we should probably talk about it in a minute. Denver did end up beating the Jets 37-28, to 28 which is not the score I imagined when I saw that Brett Ripon was playing Sam Darnold. But, but, you know, it's 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? Wh- okay, we're not going to break down the game because nobody wants to break down the game. Why haven't the Jets fired Adam Gase yet? Is it really all his fault or is it just bad luck or is it a mixture or what is it?
1: Uh, he should be fired. Um he was hilarious to watch. Um, just occasionally he'd be like staring blankly up at the scoreboard. Like, just like, what happened there? Why? Ooh. And I was just like, that's hilarious. Um, Brett Rippin played well. Uh, he played like a first time starter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. like I do on Madden. Like just throwing the ball all over the place. Desir just was amazing for that one catch that he let up the big touchdown that came off of his his face mask. And then he just had those in two incredible uh, interceptions, one a pick six. But yeah, like Sam Darnold played pretty well. Like he got his scamper. That was awesome. But Adam Gase does need to be fired. I think I've said that. I think, I think it was in a chat between the two of us or the group chat. I think, i'm saying week six because i think they have a bye week seven so you fire him week six then you give the intern two weeks to prepare for the next game oh. so you basically like immediately after the week six game they lose they're owen six fire adam Gase. he's gets the lane kiffin treatment you're not even allowed on the <laughs> bus <laughs> you know we've called the car for you. can
0: i, can I <laughs> give it's... you can i give you some bad news what the jets don't have a buy until week 11 is it week 11 it's week 11 and in between there they travel to miami and then they play home against miami oh
1: so... i i i'm looking at the schedule now i think it's week six because they just can't face buffalo again like they're not going to let him face <laughs> buffalo again oh
0: uh, well, ha- that's actually that's actually week seven
1: yeah, so they fire him after the charge. Oh,
0: oh, you're so, okay, so you're yeah, saying so they, 6. Yeah, that's at why LA. I said we, okay. that's why I said
1: week 6 now. Okay. Is they fire him week 6. Oh, and then he can't cuz they they're like, yeah, you can't face Buffalo again. And then the Chiefs right after. Like that gauntlet is like out of control. And then so, you have
0: the Patriots after that. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, so you base you have to fire him because you're j- and then the new coach, you're like, yeah, you're going to go Owen 3. Yeah. But, it's okay. first, <laughs> but that's okay like let's figure it out
0: <laughs> yeah i he is not a quarterback whisperer. He, he got <laughs> all this clout from what Manning did in Denver because he was, you know, the QB coach and the offensive coordinator, I think, eventually and stuff. Peyton Manning ran his own system in Denver, and Adam yeah. Gase did not make Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback. He has not made Sam Darnold a better quarterback. And yes, injuries had been part of it for the Jets, but that place is a shit show. I mean, they... Do you know what they need? And if this was like 25 years ago, they need, and this guy coached in New York... But they need a Bill Parcells type. They need a Mike Holmgren type, like a veteran coach, to come in and clean things up. It actually would have made more sense for a guy like Mike McCarthy. Now, he's better off going to Dallas, but the Jets should have hired somebody like him who's a little bit older, has some experience, and all that. And I don't think McCarthy's the greatest coach in the world, but they need somebody to come in there and put their foot down. And Adam Gase is not that guy. He's as good of a head coach as Paul George is a leader. So it's just not good. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through some, we'll go through the schedule here real quick and tell me what you think if you're interested or not. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Any thoughts from the game?
1: Keep it moving.
0: I want to see if they can protect Joe Burrow. He has taken a lot of hits these first couple weeks, and he is he's not fragile he's getting up and he's getting back in there but man they have to protect him so i'm going to be interested to see if jacksonville comes after him and puts a hurting on burrow cleveland at dallas
1: oh that's going to be a good one except for the dallas part i but yeah i'm excited (laughs) to see cleveland to see if they can keep this rolling like they've put up some serious numbers the last couple weeks
0: if i had to have you guess where do you think the Cleveland Browns rank in passing yards on the season so far through three games
1: second? Well,
0: you're close. If you were in opposite world, they are second from the bottom. They what? have thrown for the, they have thrown. Oh yeah. The, the running game. Least amount of yards this season, the running game has carried them to a two and one record. So yeah, Mayfield not showing to be the answer so far, I, this game man i have no idea because dallas's defense hasn't been very good at all either so i mean they could give up 300 yards rushing between uh chubb and hunt so i i'm gonna be interested i i'm actually kind of excited i get to watch well that game should be on it's on fox i think that's the game the early game so yeah hopefully i'll be able to see that the next game new orleans at detroit
1: well we'll see if detroit's defense can like if their cornerbacks are any good because Drew Brees well, they were can't throw, week.
0: so they were last week.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna see if that's for real.
0: And Michael um, Thomas is out of this game again too. He yeah. got cleared out.
1: So it basically New New Orleans just has to dump it off to Alvin Kamara, get the ball to him in space, and he's gonna have to win them the game.
0: Yeah, I I'm interested to see what Detroit does on offense, just because they looked pretty good last week. New Orleans defense hasn't been terrible. They've they've made some plays, and they're pretty fast. Obviously, this is in a dome no matter where they play, but they are playing in Detroit, so it's not like either team has an advantage or disadvantage in that. So I actually think that could be an interesting game, something to keep an eye on. Seattle at Miami.
1: Yeah.
0: This yeah, is a one-o'clock game.
1: Yeah, I think so, Russell Wilson, we're going to see if he can keep it going against Miami. Um, Miami's frisky. Might I don't know if I'd bring out Tua for this game.
0: Oh, I wouldn't.
1: No. Now. So I just keep the Fitz magic, quote-unquote, <laughs> um, going. Yeah. <laughs> and well, see they, if your defense can win you the game.
0: Yeah, they, they've had 10 days. They'll have 10 days off before the game because they played against Jacksonville on the Thursday night. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. Again, Seattle's defense has looked really suspect at times. I'm not sure Miami can necessarily be very opportunistic with that but we'll see that could be one of those weird games where it's like in the fourth quarter and Miami's like down six or up two, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, <laughs> you know what, what is it? Huh? They're in Florida. How's the hell, how the hell is this happening? Uh, speaking of being in Florida, the LA chargers, another West coast team fly all the way across the country to play the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God, I hate saying that I should punch myself for even saying that. So <laughs> what do you, uh, as of right now, tyra taylor is again out because oh man because of puncturing a lung because of a needle we talked about it last week but unfortunately we lost our pod so you didn't hear our thoughts on it is there what are your thoughts do you think the chargers have a shot against uh, tampa bay
1: we'll see tampa bay is pretty inconsistent with their discipline so we'll see if justin herbert can keep a can do anything against the defense uh, but Shaq Barrett's just wrecking guys again I think he'll probably be the sack leader again this year um so that's scary for Justin Herbert um and Tampa uh, Tom Brady's probably gonna just pick apart the Chargers defense and so it's just Justin Herbert's got to put up as much points as Tom Brady
0: yeah and that's who would have thought in 2020 that'd be something that you'd have to say (laughs) it's uh (laughs) I don't know I don't know uh, the Chargers are frisky as they showed against the Chiefs, but then they followed it up by not playing very well. So I don't know. T- like you said, Tampa Bay is so undisciplined. The penalties and all that are ridiculous. So it's, I don't know. I, that's a weird game. Like, I'm glad I don't bet. Cause I'm not sure I'd want to bet that game. I'm not sure what the line is or anything, but it's just weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't bet at all this year. I have no idea what's going on. Sometimes. Oh, no.
0: I I don't know how people do it. I don't with know.
1: With COVID and everything like oh, that? Oh,
0: yeah, my God. It's nuts. Well, then you get a game like last week with Arizona and Detroit, where I'm like, oh, yeah, Arizona will win, and then Detroit beats them. It's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on, Baltimore. At, I, you know what? I'm not calling them Washington anymore. I'm sick and tired. I don't like Dan Snyder. It's not fair for those players to have the dumbass name of the Washington football team. I will, from this point for, further, call them the DC Vipers. That is the name that I have <laughs> nominated for them. That is the name that they will be called on our podcast by me. So Baltimore at the DC Vipers. What do you think?
1: I'll call them DC DFC, DC Football Club.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're not calling them DC Football Club. They are the DC um... Vipers from this point on.
1: Well, it's a joke for the soccer fans. I know, yeah. I know. Come on. And wouldn't that just piss off the football fans?
0: It, it actually would. That would be a yeah, piss exactly. move. It's like I'm gonna DCFC. name them after the football club. Like what? What the hell is DCFC? Is that like a, is it like a British synth band or something? Who the <laughs> hell's that? Uh,
1: getting back to the actual football. Yes, um, it's the actual football. I think Baltimore is just going to run all over. Um, we'll see if Chase Young is healthy enough to try and stop him with Montez sweat. But I think Lamar Jackson's going to be hearing all the talk this week and just be like, I'll show you.
0: Yeah. That, that game, that Monday night game was not his best moment. Obviously I, again, I like Washington's defense, but they've let me down the past couple of weeks. They, they had it close with Cleveland and then Cleveland kind of poured it on at the end just because Haskins, again, we've talked about it. I'm, I loved Haskins at Ohio State. I'm not sure he's your quarterback. Do you think Alex Smith plays at all this year? Obviously, the comeback is amazing. Go to ESPN, watch the the story that they did. It is – I haven't seen it yet, but I've talked to people who have done it, and they say it's heartbreaking and, like, disgusting, and you can't believe everything he went through. Like, whatever's in your imagination, it's that much worse. Is there any chance that they bring Alex – I mean, because right now he's been inactive, I believe, in the last couple games because – Kyle Allen, I believe is his name, from Carolina is the backup. Do you think there's a chance that Alex Smith sees the field at all this season?
1: Mm, uh, Not this weekend for sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, not this weekend. Like, you, no, you don't even go close to the the Ravens with that, but he may. I may, like I would say maybe after like a bye week, Mm -hmm. they demote. Like, you'll see Kyle Allen before you see Alex Smith. And yeah. if Kyle Allen just doesn't have it in place of Haskins, then they may demote Kyle Allen to Smith's spot and bring up Smith after during a bye week to get some reps and mm-hmm. that because you need to give him reps. So yeah. that'll be the best time for them to do it. But yeah, yeah, definitely not against any good defense at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, next game is Arizona at the Carolina Panthers. These are all 1 o'clock games, by the way. They did it again. They put a ton of 1 o'clock games in the early slot. So, I, me personally, I think this is the bounce-back game for Arizona. They should absolutely kick the shit out of Carolina with Christian McCaffrey out and Arizona getting upset last week by Detroit. They need to come out, and they need to look the, like the team that they were the first couple weeks with that offense, with Kyler moving around, with getting the ball to DeAndre Hopkins— and forcing some turnovers, frankly. They need to, to do that, whether it's Chandler Jones or their defensive backfield. I, I think Arizona should win this game easily. There's really not much else I can say. What do you think?
1: I'm sorry, it's the same. Like, I think Kyler Murray's coming back with a vengeance. I've watched him the last couple weeks. I've taped the games and watched. Mm-hmm. And he is he's a baller, and he looks pissed off all the time. Like, he can score a touchdown and be on the sideline looking pissed off. And yeah, you're, because he's just like, oh, something happened that he didn't like. Like, <laughs> he's he's kind of got that like Michael Jordan to him, if you will. Like, yeah. so, so I'm interested to see how he uh, grows up in the NFL, but yeah, I think they'll bounce back and take out Carolina.
0: Nice. Do you have Kyler Murray on your fantasy
1: team? No, I
0: haven't. It doesn't had... matter, nobody cares about your fantasy <laughs> team. <on>. nobody cares. <laughs> You see how baited works? Me. I, oh, I did it works? <laughs> I, I thought we him. were
1: friends. I got him.
0: I got him. All right. Hey, speaking of which, I have Kyler, Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, just so you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next game. I'm sorry. That was very mean of me. You're Canadian. You're super nice. You took it. Uh, it's, oh, God. I don't even want to talk about this game. The Minnesota Vikings are at the Houston Texans to finish off the one o'clock slate. We've talked about both these teams, about how disappointing they've been, and about both quarterbacks. God, I, I'm just depressed talking about this game. Looking at the schedule, I'm depressed. What do you expect? What do you expect out of this game?
1: Well, as somebody who has Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team, <laughs> nobody cares about your fantasy team. <laughs> this is just what the doctor ordered for him, because he's had a rough first three weeks. Minnesota has been playing awful, so I I think he bounces back this game and shows us the Deshaun why we all love Deshaun Watson. That's what I'm hoping for at least, because I I want good things for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I we've talked about it. I was kind of high on Minnesota coming into the season, even though I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. I thought that the defense would be much better, even though again their defensive backfield is a little bit spotty. If Houston doesn't win this game, oof oof. I mean the this is a game they have to win, and not just because it's, like, the playoffs or anything like that. Like, for morale to the rest of the season, Minnesota is a struggling team. They have guys out right now. You have to win this game. Like, if you're Bill O'Brien, the coach, you're hoping that Bill O'Brien, the GM, doesn't wake up and just be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is a this is a game you win. So, yeah, there's not much else I want to say about that game just because— it's just too depressing to think of the next game is the new york giants at the la rams the giants are not good that's right <laughs> the, the, rams, the rams are pretty good so again i i mean daniel jones might get killed in this game i mean aaron donald might actually physically kill him yeah the giants offensive line is terrible If Aaron Donald was ever going to, like, kind of skate through a game, this might be the game to do it just so he doesn't get charged with manslaughter.
1: Saquon Barkley's probably like, I'm glad I'm already injured.
0: (laughs) Yes, he's like, "Uh, no, I really don't want to run between the guard and the center. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. With my giant quads. Nope, I don't want to do that.
1: The the Rams are just going to house them. Like, the 49ers house them, and they have, like, Double digits people on IR.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the Rams are better than the 49ers. So yeah. it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: Uh, speaking of bloodbaths, I wish I was a fly on the wall at Trey and Caleb's for this next game. The Indianapolis Colts, led by the immortal Philip Rivers against big dick Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. 425 CBS. This game was moved to 425 after the Patriots and Kansas City game was postponed. This is your game of the week, folks. Uh, the, the battle of the midway. Indiana, Indianapolis has looked really good the last couple weeks after the opening week, just catastrophe against Jacksonville. Chicago, believe it or not, is 3-0, and they made a quarterback change, and Nick Foles led them back against the Atlanta Falcons, and they are 3-0, and so... What do you expect from this game? Do you think Foles is actually going to take this team and, and continue on with success? He, he looked pretty good in that fourth quarter last week, but as he showed at times, when he's the full-time starter, it's not always the prettiest. So yeah. what do you think?
1: Hopefully they told him this is the playoff run um, because that's when he looked <laughs> good for Philadelphia. Was He came in to replace Wentz near the end when you had to win every game, basically. It wasn't just a regular season game. So hopefully they told them that, but yeah, I I don't know who to take in this game. This one was a toss up to me. Uh, I could see either team winning. You could talk me into either way. I, I honestly have no idea. Like <laughs> the Colts, the Colts I thought were would be better, and then after week one, I them in Minnesota were kind of like, I've written you off for the rest of the year. Like, I don't really want to talk about you anymore. And Chicago is 3-0, but justified my stop it with the Mitch Trubisky. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they've kind of made everybody, like, answer. Like, Bears fans are like, see, I told you we'd be good. It's like, yeah, but not with Trubisky. It's like, well, yeah, but the the team's good. So, (laughs) yeah, this game, I... (laughs) I expect Chicago to win just because I think Indy, I don't think they're going to be able to play top plate defense like they have the last couple of weeks against everybody, but I don't know. We'll see. You know, Allen Robinson had a big catch and a touchdown last week. You know, obviously he had more catches than that, but that bears defense seems like it it's, I know they've had some guys banged up and Cleo max had a good season, but not anything spectacular yet. I want to see that bears defense kind of clamp down. And I think they can do that against a team like Indy. So I, I fully expect Chicago to win the game but uh, like you said, it's kind of one of those weird toss-ups. Speaking of teams that nobody cares about, the Buffalo Bills are traveling (laughs) to Las Las Vegas. Why am I so mean to you? You're Canadian. I should be super nice to you. You're super nice to me. I'm like, hey, you want to record? You're like, yeah. And here I do. Because we're 3-0. Shut up. When Nobody cares about your team. So the Buffalo Bills are traveling all the way to Las Vegas to play in the desert. Since nobody cares about this game, we'll just go ahead and skip it. No, um... (laughs) Obviously, Buffalo, like you said, 3-0 after the big comeback last week against the Rams, and the Las Vegas Raiders lost to my New England Patriots. These are two good offenses, though. Uh, Buffalo's defense has shown that they're not up to midseason form yet, obviously, because they've only played three games, but they've given up some yards, and last week almost, well, they did give up a 28-3 lead, but then got that lead back at the (laughs) end. So... uh,
1: so flop it at the score
0: I know listen I can't say this I can't say 28 to 3 and not just you know I have to just smile so I had to
1: sweat uh, out that game oh uh, that
0: ridiculous. that was crazy so what do you see happening what do you think that this will be kind of an offensive explosion or I don't know I, to me personally I think that this is gonna be a high scoring game I think both teams will be in the high 20s if not over 30 I don't know we'll see what do you think
1: Yeah, it's going to be a high scoring game like Josh Allen and the Bills offense are very fast starters, putting up a ton of points in the first half. It's the defense kind of runs out of gas in the second half. Uh, Milano and Edmonds were back, but you could see some of the rust on them last week. And yeah, it, it, hopefully Gruden hasn't realized that you need to run no huddle, no huddle against the Bills defense. So that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Gruden's <laughs> not a good coach. Um, it might work, it might benefit me. We'll see. Uh, that's, um, yeah, you know what? Josh that sounds Allen like is,
0: confidence right
1: there. <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen's starting to put it together in the second halves. Uh, he always—it's—he hates the break. I think the break is too long. It's like at <laughs> halftime. Like I think they need to make halftime like an end of a quarter break. <laughs> Like, oh yeah like, anything
0: anything we can do to help out josh allen and your buffalo bills we'll get right on it sean
1: like i'm already preparing for the super bowl to be a very bad thing if if they make it like <laughs> oh that break god. is supposed to be the worst
0: oh my god oh we're not gonna have a super bowl anyway so don't worry about it and the bills definitely aren't going so
1: <laughs> well they'll um, probably lose because
0: <laughs> that's what uh, they do four in a row oh man that's terrible all right, to the 8:20 game. Oh, I can't believe this is a game. This this might be the most 2020 thing ever. If you were to look at this game in the off season, you were like, oh man, that is a great week four matchup. I'm so excited. The Philadelphia Eagles at the San Francisco 49ers. Carson Wentz, Nick Mullins, prime time. <laughs> we've talked about it these two teams might be the most injured in all of football i know other teams will argue and say oh no our guys are out our guys are out well screw you all my starting quarterback has covid so i don't know what to think of this game i mean this is a game i think like i said jimmy g is out raheem mostert's out obviously nick boast is out for the season philly their whole offensive line is out i don't know it's it's just this game's not fun like, I'm sorry. This game is – I know San Francisco <laughs> fans. I know Philadelphia fans. I'm friends with each of them. This game is not fun. Like, I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to watch it, and I'm just going to be like, man, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> so what? after that awesome lead-in, what do you think?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, from last week, I loved Marcus's take about Carson Wentz. I wish we could air yeah. that for him. Uh, for, but, yeah.
0: Well, like, for anybody who doesn't know, basically – Marcus is not a Carson Wentz fan and thinks that he might be the most overrated person in the world.
1: So if I was Kyle Shanahan, I would roll out Mullins, put up like 300 plus passing yards again with Mullins, um, and go to Peterson and be like, Hey, Wentz for Mullins. Straight up.
0: <laughs> Wentz for Mullins. Straight
1: Cause up. Kyle Shanahan could turn Wentz into like an all-star and look what he did with Jimmy G. Like,
0: I believe we talked about that in our trade episode when we talked about Wentz two weeks ago. I believe San Francisco was was one of the teams we talked about. Yeah,
1: so I exactly. You, like, did you bring that
0: up or did I? I can't remember.
1: I think that was it. you. I had some other weird spots for him.
0: Yeah. I, am <laughs> pre- I, I think I said
1: Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you did say Chicago. and I was like. <laughs> Oh, you know what? For a matter of fact, I I know you did because I said, yeah, he can yeah. go from. Or no, did you say Cleveland?
1: I said, uh, no, Marcus said Cleveland.
0: Marcus said Cleveland. Said, yeah, and so, I said oh, Chicago,
1: my. and then we forgot right. to mention the Nick Foles part of that hilarity.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, I, if I said Mullen's, he could go from yeah. a city, he could go from a city that's cold and has fans who hate him in uh, in Philly to Cleveland to a cold city where fans can hate him. So that's right.
1: (laughs) So, but if Kyle Shanahan, he could get Wentz, like he could probably get him on a like a nice trade package where he doesn't have to get rid of much. If he just throws out Mullins and shows, Hey, this guy's actually good. And then he'll get to Philly and Peterson will misuse him and he won't play well. And, Hopefully we'll realize it's Peterson's fault.
0: Oh <laughs> man, Peterson has not been the same since Frank Frank Reich left. I mean, I know coordinators make a big difference, but he has not been the same coach since Frank Reich left. So, yeah, and, uh, uh, how crazy
1: is it that the Colts have had really good production from their QBs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Our
0: <laughs> our last matchup Monday night, the ever wondrous Atlanta Falcons traveling to play the green bay packers back in the day this used to be a very fun matchup they met in some nfc championship games in the 90s and even in the 2000s i cannot wait until atlanta is leading the green bay packers 50 to nothing at halftime and seeing aaron Rodgers throw for nine touchdowns in the second half that is my prediction for the game do not hold me to it uh Is Atlanta ever going to get a lead to blow in this game? I mean, uh Lazar, the wide receiver for the Packers, I believe is out. DeVonta Adams, I believe is questionable or out. I, I don't know that at the moment right he's now, I'm sorry. Questionable. He's questionable. Yeah, he's so, on my fantasy team. Uh, nobody cares about your fantasy <laughs> team, Sean. Nobody. Jeez, oh man, Green Bay—they should absolutely just destroy these guys. Atlanta's pass defense is easily the worst in the NFL. I don't know if it is statistically, but I watch games; they suck. So, what do you think? What a way to kick out to finish the week. <laughs> what the, Atlanta at Green Bay. What do you think?
1: Oh, there's going to be a ton of points. Atlanta is never going to have a lead, but they're going to have to pass to try and catch up. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to throw it all over the yard. He's—he's he's had less. He's done more with less mm-hmm. before, and he's pissed off now, so he's gonna put up a ton of points. Um, I'm looking forward to Atlanta having a 99% win probability sometime this year and blowing that after two weeks in a row blowing 98% win probabilities. And hey,
0: wasn't the Dallas game 99%? Didn't they say it was like 99.8% or something?
1: Oh, did they get up that high? It was I just heard. The, of
0: course, I, they were. They were. Yeah. It was terrible. I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, please send me that. Well, message I know it was me, but... two.
1: it was two games in a row where they were at 98 the oh, last two weeks cuz they got goodness. to 98 last week as well. I know. So that was the that was like the huge thing. It's like they got to 98 both weeks in a row. They did and it ble-
0: again. Yeah. They did so, it again.
1: So it's not going to they're not going to get the lead this week, but yeah, it's, it's – yeah, Rodgers is going to throw it all over.
0: It's – they are the <laughs> – the Atlanta Falcons are the football version of the show Jackass. They, like, they just – it's like you're like, wait, a minute they can't do that, can they? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, they're really going to do that? And then they do it, and you're just like, well, I mean, the show's Jackass. It's like, well, they are the Falcons, so you just kind of expect it. <laughs> Is there any game that you're like super excited for that we went over, like that you're gonna have? Obviously, I mean it could be your Bills game because I actually think that is a really good, interesting game. But is there another game that just like sticks out to you where you're like, ooh, I really want to keep an eye on that?
1: Uh, I want to watch Baltimore Washington because I want to see what oh, Lamar Jackson gosh, you does. Did, uh, it to me. did it again? <laughs> All right, I'll say Arizona. No, no, Arizona. You, no, no, no. You take
0: it. You take. You take. <laughs> nope. You take Baltimore-Washington.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I want to see what Lamar Jackson does because I screenshotted last week the Monday night game when the, there was like, whatever, a couple minutes left in the game and they showed the comparisons between um, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes. And it was like Mahomes had, you know, 300-plus yards and Jackson had like 97. And I was like... Wait, I've watched this. I watched this game. There's he only had that was only 97 <laughs> yards passing. Like I watched the game. There's no way there was that little passing yards. Like, uh... I watched it. I saw this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is bad. It is bad. Um, before I get to my game real quick, some breaking news, as we've been so lucky to have on the pod. Speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles and injuries, left tackle Jason Peters goes on IR. So it's another hit to their O-line. It just never gets old with them. I tell you, it's so fantastic. It, this is the punishment you get for beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. This is the, <laughs> the curse that goes on you. See? see what you did to yourself, Philly? You did this. You did this. Um, my game that I'm interested in, we kind of joked about it and talked about it, but that Colts-Bears game should be really interesting. I'm not sold on Phillip Phillip Rivers as the quarterback for the Colts this year, but they are two and one. He hasn't looked terrible. People will point to his completion percentage, even though he hasn't thrown the ball more than four yards down the field. I know that's a little exaggeration, but I'm sure it's pretty close. That that game is going to tell a lot, because I don't think the Bears can go back to Trubisky unless Foles gets hurt, which is always a possibility. But if Foles is going to be the guy for this season, he has to win this game. Like, they're competing with Green Bay right now. I know it's early, we don't know what the season holds, but they need to match them win for win. And I do believe Green Bay is going to kick the shit out of the Falcons. So if you're the Bears, you're at home, you need to beat this team. They are a dome team. I don't know what the temperature in Chicago is going to be this week, the tomorrow. But if it's cold at all, if it's windy, Rivers doesn't always play the best in that. Take advantage, win the game, continue the trend. So I'm going to be really interested in that game. I think that's about all we have. Do you have any closing thoughts about anything going on in the world of sports?
1: No, I just hope everybody's safe out there. Like I, I'm glad to have the sports we have, and I hope we can keep it going. Hopefully these leagues. Like I, I think the one good thing that's come out of like the NHL and the NBA bubbles is the testing, the ability to come up with fast testing, the medical advances they've made with this has been amazing so i'm glad to hear that that'll help some other leagues and the world at large so let's keep it up if we i think if we can get a bubble going somewhere for some of these things i'm praying for ncaa basketball (laughs) I, i want it so bad um but like i think they need a bubble or something (laughs) just do tournaments just do do like invitational tournaments (laughs) i don't care i don't need a regular season just tournaments (laughs) i've
0: seen some people throw out that they should literally just have the conference tournaments and just make it like basically a double round robin where like you go through and you play each other and then play each other a second time and then that's the schedule and then just do rankings off that
1: or, or they can just go old school where it was only the champion from each conference. Yeah. Like, Think about, like, that'll be amazing. Like, you have the ACC, they have their double elimination, round mm-hmm. robin, whatever, and each conference does it. And then, so Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, fighting for who gets to actually go to the tournament. Yeah. Like That'll be like, we were the best <laughs> in our conference and the best in the country. Yeah. The winner of that tournament would be like the double best.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. It, it, I, that's so far down the line I can't imagine. Even though it's right around the corner, it's just it's insane. I, you know what? Normally on the long-winded one, I really don't have anything to get into other than again, like with COVID, just just be careful. You know, everybody take care of themselves. And again, it sucks that this is happening in, in football. We kind of knew they weren't going to be able to have bubbles. We knew this was coming for the most part. I actually posted a poll in the group that were in the ringer NFL group and my three options as you know, the news came out about Cam Newton, you know, what do we think about the rest of the season and the options were relax. We knew this was coming. Um, getting kind of nervous. And the third option was we're fucked. So <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to vote for, but I'm cautiously pessimistic. So we'll see what happens. But I want to thank Sean Lawler for joining me today. I want to thank everybody out there listening all around the world. Thank you very much. Thank you for supporting this very small podcast that we are slowly growing. Again, check us out on all your streaming platforms anywhere, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google, anything and check us out on the facebook page don't be afraid to hit us up on messaging any questions i would like to actually do a mailbag coming up whether it's just football or anything to get into so keep that in mind and hopefully we'll be joined soon by uh marcus or caleb or trey we've got a lot of things going on right now but i want to thank you get ready for week four sean it is here
1: yeah yeah let's go let's go bills
0: Oh, Jesus. I should have cut it off. All right. Have a great day, Sean.
1: (laughs) See ya.
0: See ya.